0: welcome back everyone. And I had, now I have uh, John Langen back for us to talk about something a little bit off the beaten path. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the paranormal. Um, not sure where this is going to go. It'll probably be very similar to my discussions with uh, TC McCarthy about skinwalkers at the Pentagon and, and the various paranormal intelligence programs that, you know, that have, we've seen declassified documents of whether or not it's a, Government disinformation campaign or not, you know, who knows. But, uh, John, are you familiar with kind of the like remote viewing and kind of how our, our government is um, in, in like Project Stargate, Sunstreak, Center Lane, and a number of other uh, re- like declassified, uh, you know, I wouldn't say declassified programs, but programs that information upon which that has been declassified you familiar with any of those
1: some some of it yeah i mean i um when i was a kid right there was the tv show i think it was actually called project blue book and it was the uh that was i think i think it was on nbc right and it was a dramatization of of the air i think it was the air forces yeah the air force uh, uh, investigation and and uh and as i recall right it would always be like you know like the two air force guys were wandering around and, and they would have some kind of like you know dry rational explanation but then you would see like a dramatization of whatever the people described right which made it so they should sort have of had their cake and they ate it too um and that was also the great age of uh leonard nimoy's in search of you know oh yeah where, um, yeah yeah leonard nimoy would be like listen and um and i i live now not that far away from pine bush uh which is the ufo sighting capital for new york state um and when uh, whitley Strieber uh wrote communion oh, yeah. this is uh, this yeah. is where he was uh, where he was living so um so yeah there's there's all kinds of um uh th- there's all kinds of weird things especially as far as i, I guess like sort of ufo related stuff um right. that are connected to uh, that are connected to this uh to this area um and i've you know um there were all sorts of reports, like, like folk stories about like cryptids that live locally, basically like kind of quasi Bigfoot kind of, uh, kind of things that are in the mountains. I guess any place you have mountains, it seems that's the, the Bigfoot character sort of shows up. Um, so yeah, I, I, by no means am I an expert, but I'm utterly fascinated by this kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, it's, um, there's there's, there's one story about remote viewing. So there's a famous remote viewer, his name's Joe McMonagall. And you could you can find this, like this is literally in a declassified document. What I'm going to say is like, it's going to blow your mind away, but I can produce the, in fact, it'll show up on the screen when I actually produce this. But there's a, a declassified document where Joe McMonigle is an, an army remote viewer and the CIA contracted him to look at a target. And my target, what they do is they give you an envelope and it just has some geospatial coordinates in it. The coordinates could be complete nonsense. It doesn't matter. For some reason, it just works. And, you know, they get hand him this envelope. He opens it up. He reads the coordinates. And then he just describes what he sees. They don't tell him what he's looking at. They don't tell him, um, you know, where it is. So he has this target and he starts talking about like this, you know, desolate place. It's very lonely. Uh, and they tell him to like go back one million years. OK, so he's like, here's a target. Go back one million years. So he says, you know, it's very desolate. Um, there are uh, I see I see not people, but like shadows of people, like people used to live here. There's this big pyramid, but it's like 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 the scale. It's hard to describe. I can I, I, it's it's like 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 the, like pyramids at Giza, but much, much larger. So he just starts, so they said, okay, just go back, go back to when you can see people. So he goes back further. He's like, yeah, like these people, they're, they're, they're really tall. They're really lanky. And, and, and they're really, there's this sense of like, like, they've like philosophically made peace with being um, like like the dead, like, you know, they're going to go to sleep for a little while. They sent people out to find like their world's dying this is like a geological death and he's just explaining all this stuff. It turns out the CIA, the target that they gave him was you ever see that um, Sedonia, like that, like that face on Mars. Mm -hmm. They sent him there.
1: Okay. All right.
0: So like, look, a a lot of this stuff, it's like 60%. It works like 50, 60% of the time.
1: Right, Right. Right.
0: So a lot of times there's just, but there's stories like that, that have been declassified. that remote viewing session is declassified. Did he really see Mars 1 million years plus in the, in the past? I I don't know. Is it disinformation? I don't know, but I mean, that's like, that's a crazy short story, right? Oh yeah. yeah. You could write fiction and it would be fascinating.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, there's, um, you know, the, um, the, uh, as we were saying before the podcast, you know, I, I tend to be very skeptical and, and right. I'm almost like, like rigorously skeptical about, uh, about things, um, maybe too much. So I don't know, you know, I was, I was raised as, um, it's a devout Roman Catholic. And so, you know, if, if you're Catholic, the world is this kind of numinous place where things are constantly happening. You know, the the sort of the presence of God, of the angels, of the devils, of the saints, all of that is 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 surrounding you and and, and is around you and may intercept you at, uh, and intersect you at, 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 at any time in, in any number of ways. Um, and um, and I I you know knew a I'm trying to think who it was. Someone anyway. Um, a deacon or someone who knew someone who'd attended an exorcism and, and, and all this kind of stuff. And, and, um, so I grew up in a tradition that was very much about the, the possibility of, of things that were, um, unearthly, I I guess Mm -hmm. the, um, the good, uh, or, or the Jesuits who would talk to you about this would say, well, not, not, um, not necessarily supernatural in most cases, so much as super normal. That there's there's something that, that this exists, this stuff exists along a continuum that we don't understand, but it's not magic. Um, it's it's just a, a kind of of um, science, I guess you would say, um, that uh, uh, that we just don't we, we can't comprehend how it works. And uh, what is it, Arthur C. Clarke says, right? Any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. I mean, okay, fair right. enough. Um, and um, and what, what fascinates me about some of this stuff, right, is, is that I look at a map of UFO sightings the other, uh, the other day, and uh, they're almost all in the US, uh, which doesn't mean they're not happening other places, but, you know, is this something that, does this tell us something about ourselves? Um, that that we're we're so fascinated by these, you know, and maybe it is like advanced um, advanced yeah. technology, you know. Well, it, it I'll, or...
0: I'll give you a real world example. So, I have a classmate who, uh, you know, was involved in the Iraq War. He was a stealth stealth bomber pilot, mm-hmm. and before they went to do the shock and awe campaign, they would practice bombing runs over midwestern cities Mm -hmm. and he said that every time he did one of these practice runs or not i should say every time but several times he did these practice runs and or a practice run and and um people reported ufo sightings
1: yeah
0: right so they're reporting him right so you know a a, like a a percentage of these things are just obviously natural um you know natural phenomena but you know it could also be you know are they you know, if you look at the government's ATIP program, we you know we talked about prior to the podcast, um, where there's the kind of the USS Nimitz incident where you can they captured you know things on camera that were you know obviously operating outside of Newtonian physical laws, right? Or maybe not, maybe not outside of, but they were able to turn without the friction impact and, and gravitational impact that you would expect from uh, like a fixed-wing aircraft. You know it's not you know you know these things, it could be some natural phenomena that we're just not familiar with um, it could be ets from another world. it could be like a trans dimensional you know transdimensional entities from you know a world that's kind of in superposition with our own at a different right. frequency. It could be that we're just seeing the effects of you know uh, higher physical dimensions projected down to uh, you know, our four dimensional senses, it could be that, you know, there's a, there's a a, a fifth force beyond gravitational, weak nuclear, strong nuclear, and um, what's the one I'm missing, an electromagnetism that we're just not aware of, right, that we can't see it, we can't detect. Uh, it, it could be, uh, you know, and it could be something supernatural, who knows, but there, it doesn't mean that you believe in little green men, it just means that, we just don't know what these things are, and if you're in the business of collecting, you know, billions of tax dollars to defend, you know, the country against all threats, uh, if you don't know what these things are, you know, it doesn't really behoove a government to admit that hey, there's plenty of these things, and we don't know what the hell they right, are, right. right? Give us more money, right? Pay more taxes. So I, I, I don't, I don't know. I feel like we're things are opening up a bit, but uh, there's also. Figuring out, you know, kind of siphoning the or separating the wheat from the chaff, right? There's, there's a lot of people who just like making up stories uh, for attention. Uh, There, there's for the government. There's sometimes they have an interest in in making these things up in order to, you know, protect classified, you know, special access programs and things like that that they don't want people to know about. But anyway, there's a lot of one book you should check out is skinwalkers at the Pentagon. Um, just make sure that like, you know, you, you do it on a Friday evening or something like that. So you have like a few nights to recover. Cause you so, won't be able to sleep yeah. when you read about the,
1: that. Yeah. It's, it's one of the things that strikes me. Uh, there was a, a, funny, it was a comic book, um, man, this is in the nineties called concrete uh, by a guy named Paul Chadwick. And the um, the gist of it is that this guy gets abducted by aliens and his brain gets removed from his body and put in this giant sort of concrete form sort of like the thing from the Fantastic Four. And he escapes from the uh, he escapes from the aliens and the uh, the government doesn't know what to do with him because he's this proof of, of like extraterrestrial exists but 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 he's just here there's just and so they decide they're just going to put him out there and just say Oh, he was a result of the failed government program they're going to, they're going to hide him in plain sight. And you know whenever i buy a present for my wife and or my son i usually do that i hide it in plain sight and um okay. and it works surprisingly well because you're not you know you're, you're just like oh all right whatever you, your mind doesn't track you know whatever so so I, I sort of some of the stuff that happens um like the 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 you know the whatever the pictures are from the the um the plane cockpits you know the, the um,
0: the gimbal like, video. and the, Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: The, those things, they, they really, I mean, to me, that looks like some kind of drone technology, you know, mm-hmm. like, like, why is it, why is it intercepting a military plane? Because that's what you want, you want something, you know, so um, what country or what countries does that point in the direction, I mean, it could be us, obviously, but um we know, or at least we think we know, or maybe we know that, say, the Chinese tested this hypersonic uh, weapon, and we know that uh, the Russians have been out to, uh, interested in that, and and obviously we're interested in it as well. So, you know, it, it, to me that it makes perfect sense. To um, I mean, it's two things, right? It's it's oh, it's a UFO. It's not a drone, you know, <laughs> it's, because yeah. I, I think to myself that like a, a drone. Uh, like that would have the ability to intercept an air, a military aircraft. That's what you want. Um, It seems to me anyway, Um, it would probably, and I don't know how it would even work, right? Because that stuff is, is beyond me, but just, you know, I sort of hypothesize and just think, well, You know if you could these i mean the aircraft are are tens of of millions of dollars right if you can build a drone that's just a couple million and use that to take out a couple of these aircraft you know the cost advantage like 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 you have the advantage then um and i think also by leaking these videos um, yeah, I guess some of them look kind of fake. I mean, I, I'm not a good judge of of what looks fake and what doesn't. But if there were intelligence analysts on the other side, they're looking at this stuff and they're like, "Oh man, well, if the if the Americans have this, then we're in trouble." You know that that there's strategic disinformation too. I guess who knows? It could be faked, but but it's it's faked for a for a reason, right? It it, uh, it then causes the Chinese or the Russians or whoever to say, "Oh man, well, they, if they're messing around with that kind of stuff," you know. We we need to rethink our plans.
0: Yeah, I mean, if we if we have that kind of technology, like the world is the United States, like it's 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 over. Um, if, if, you know, at least the speeds and the the angles that if you're moving at that speed, you're gonna like you're gonna have drag and you're gonna have to slow yeah, yeah, down yeah, yeah, yeah. and like turn around. Like these things are just like boom 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 boom. boom. Like yeah, um, there's nothing. Like yeah, if if the Chinese or the Russians had something like this, it's over.
1: Yeah, some kind of it's, inertialist drive, I guess it would be right. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, it's. I mean, I would say like maybe it's some sort of anti gravity, or at least it behaves that sort of way. And um, but again, we only just recently discovered, not discovered, but proved that gravity was a wave. And that was in, I guess, twenty sixteen or twenty. There's somebody won a Nobel, like Kip Thorne, won a Nobel Prize for it at Caltech with, but with a bunch of others. But, um, but that took like two black holes colliding.
1: Yeah, for us the waves.
0: to, yeah. yeah, yeah, to detect it from you know wherever. So, I don't know. I and there's there's also people like uh, like the Bob Lazar's of the world. Have you heard about this guy? No, no. All right, well. The gov- like the government's been constantly trying to discredit him and they could, they might be right. Like he could be, he could be lying, but he claims, and he, this is a guy went back like 30 years ago and he's still, he's still around, but he claimed to, to have worked on a, uh, an installation called S4, which is kind of South of, of Groom Lake where they were working on propulsion devices mm-hmm. and um, or, you know, exotic propulsion devices. And he came into this hangar and there were like nine different UFO looking things. Uh And, you know, he had a partner when they were working on this kind of ball shaped object that they couldn't really figure out how, how it worked. And apparently the guy's partner, there had been some accident where again, this could be real. It could be a story, but it's still really interesting.
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, you know, apparently he couldn't talk about it, but there had been some accident in trying to figure this thing out. And, and Bob Lazar was the guy's replacement. They also read, he also read some briefing materials on it and like one or more of these devices had been dec- recovered from archeological digs. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, like really interesting, really interesting stuff. He, he talked about an element one fifteen, which at the time didn't exist. Now it does. Um, but you know, it's an like the, the the version that we're aware of is a very unstable isotope of it. But apparently, it was a very stable isotope of element one fifteen. Who knows? But there's a lot of like interesting. I don't want to call it lore, but there's a lot of interesting stories that that um, come out. And you know, the the intelligence agencies are constantly monitoring this guy. Mm-hmm. So there's a guy Jeremy Corbell, I think he. Did a bunch of documentaries on this stuff there's George knapp is kind of the journalist who's who does a lot of this work on um, UFOs and things like that but they've you know they've interviewed him and and uh you know he still maintains his story but the government's still like tracking him and
1: right right know,
0: giving him a hard time and you know all sorts of crazy stuff they've, they've tried to discredit him like if you if you try to look up uh his like where he went to school and things like that it's all Disappeared again, maybe he's a
1: fraud, right? right? Right, it's possible. Well, I think you know what the I think what's oh, there's a whole bunch of stuff to unpack there, you know. I I'm, know, I'm, I know, I uh, could go I on thinking, for hours on the, of this. <laughs> well, just on the, on the one hand, there was um, it's a problem with the internet, you know, you just you run across things and you forget them, you know, or, or you forget the the, the details. But there was a guy who who was I think it was a journalist who was talking to uh, some type of, of like sort of geological scientist, like you know, dealing with deep time and deep history, this sort of stuff, and said something to the effect of, um, I think it was actually a projection forward, it said, you know, suppose that humanity, suppose we all disappeared, like mm-hmm. could could a species in the future, when the beetles take over, whatever, you know, would they be able to tell that we were here? Mm-hmm. And this guy said, well, you would have to look at very, very specific evidence within like, like it's, I, I don't know if it's microscopic, but within different kinds of record for, for basically climate, you know, uh, uh, I, I don't know, gases in the atmosphere, whatever. And, and then that led the scientists to think, you know, man, so like, you know, after a million years, I, I think it's really hard. It's not impossible, but it's really hard. And of course, you have to know that you're looking for it, right? So, so we just we assume that there was in, in, you know, the earth has been however many billion years old. Whatever, for foreign change, that there's nothing, that there's been no one before us. But this scientist was like, man, you know, I wonder if I should start looking at whatever the fossil record is. So then when you talk about like these kinds of artifacts that may have been found, you know, um, in archaeological digs, is there, um, you know, you think, oh, well, maybe there was something in the distant past. Could they be probes? Um, I'm not 100% convinced, you know, they, um, the extrasolar object that entered the the solar system the last year or two the long flat one that had the um, inuit name um you know there's a scientist at harvard who's like oh, you know you can't rule out that this thing wasn't a probe and um that does not seem unreasonable to me i'm not saying it seems reasonable like but it just like okay. like as 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 conjecture that seems fair enough i also think it's entirely possible um you know we could um we could certainly have stumbled across things that or, or, you know, one person could have stumbled across something. They don't understand how it works. Um, so, so you, know, you, would, you invent some exotic propulsion system and you're like, I don't really know how this works and nobody else can figure it out either. You know, like, and maybe well, it's like, it's eventually. like remote viewing.
0: Like they, 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 they actually tried to look at quantum mechanics and and, and try to figure out and they just, they couldn't figure out why it yeah, would work, work sometimes. Yeah. It just did. It's just did. It
1: yeah so. and, and on the one hand you have to be you know it's funny because my brother's a physician and I remember him telling me that with medicine this happens sometimes that you you just you try something and it works and you're like okay I remember him telling me that in ophthalmology in particular they were really sort of like kind of guilty quote-unquote of this that they would just be like well it works <laughs> so we're not and and so you know could there? um Could there be such you know such things where you've invented some propulsion thing or you know whatever and and you don't know why it works and and then people are trying to sort of you know retcon it try to figure out you know like like a retro engineer i guess reverse engineer how how does this how does this thing this weird sphere how is it that it moves or or how is it that it did that one thing that it you know that we saw it do i'm intrigued with the idea that you know that the the ufo things um, might have been part of larger disinformation plans um, that um, they may have been part of a cycle, psycho- you know, different psychological campaign, specifically against the Soviets, you know. Um, but yeah, obviously, there's also the possibility that the things could be, um, the things could be legit, you know, and, and what, um, what the reasons are, we, we don't know. You know, we we don't know. Um, man, there's so many things we don't know. I mean, we know that like warp bubbles are theoretically possible, although mm-hmm. there's so many problems in in terms of steering them and in terms of powering them that that we haven't figured out. But like, but I kind of feel like we've started to figure out that oh, you could move at 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 faster than light speeds, like like theoretically. Like so right. yeah, how how long is it before? before, and it may be a million years, you know, maybe 100 years, let's say, before we figure that out, you know, there were like, think about Leonardo and all his different designs. Um, And and now we build them. And we're like, Oh, wow, no, that that really would work. But, you know, 500 years ago, that was uh, closer to six, I guess, at this point, that was just not a practical thing, you know, so I mean, it may be that, like, 500 years from now, we'll be like, oh, that's how the warp drive works. And boom. So, you know, given the age of the cosmos, it doesn't seem unreasonable to think that there are other beings out there who yeah. work this stuff out, you know, and.
0: Well, e- even basic laws of probability, right? You know, there's yeah. trillions of stars. And if you just had a minute probability and then you're and then you're dealing with things on uh, different time scales, let's say somebody started out a million years before we did. Right. Right? And look, look how far we've moved in the last hundred years. Yeah. Right. Like a hundred years ago, I, you know, I I think we were just starting to fly. Right. We've been flying for a little bit, but uh, was it 1911?
1: Yeah. Think about, you know, like, like somebody who was alive in, um, who was it said this to me that like somebody who was alive in 1400 if you have taken them to 1500 they would have seen changes but they would have kind of basically recognized the world somebody who was alive in 1900 take them to 2022 they would find it very very strange and frightening i mean they would still seem some they would still see some similarities but it would be very very different um and um I don't necessarily, you know, I I don't necessarily believe that, like, all our advanced technology came from the ETs, you know, like, I think that's, like, we can give ourselves a little bit more credit than that. Um, But could, you know, could our technology, um, you know, it's a Star Trek thing right you know when you get warp drive then the federation shows up and it's like hey welcome to the club so when you when you detonate atomic or nuclear weapons do, does somebody you know show up and say how huh, what's going on here because maybe that leads i mean who knows where that leads maybe it leads someplace good ultimately um in terms of technological sophistication or maybe they're just like wa- waiting to watch us you know nuke ourselves
0: yeah i mean it's also it's also again uh, without I'm going to spin a, a bit of a speculative yarn here, but like, let's say let's say Roswell was real, right? That happened in 1947. 47, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, if you've ever studied how semiconductors work, right? Um, particularly like solid state, solid state physics and things like that. Like it's at least to me when I was studying it as like an engineer, it was not at all intuitive. But, like you had the transistor that suddenly appeared uh, you know in the in the 1950s, right after that. And that was how we get to the kind of a binary system of ones and zeros, and that really accelerated. Now, do we develop that on our own, probably, but could you come, you know come up with an alternative, an alternate explanation where, you know, we, we we're just starting to figure out some of this technology that we recovered? It's possible. But if something's like a million years, the future it's like you know if you if you went back to the 1880s and stuck like a like a uh uh, like a motorcycle right they might be able to figure out how to drive it but they wouldn't be able to reproduce it or reverse engineer it like it would be so confusing to them and that's only that's only a few years uh you know separated so Anyway, I know you're uh, you're probably hitting your hard stop right now, so I could talk about this all day, and I don't want to.
1: No, it's it's fascinating <laughs> stuff, and I, I think, um, Colin Dickey has written a couple of good books um, that are about um, I think one is called Ghostland, um, that mm-hmm. are about this about our our interest in these, and so they're, they're more I guess you would say like sort of anthropological, you know, like like relating different stories from different parts of the country, and then and then why is it that we're we're interested in these, um, in these different things. And some of them, um, you know, cryptids, Bigfoot, something like that, you know, I, I mean, um, that's just it, also probability, you know, what, why is there no great ape, uh, in, in all of, uh, all of North America? Oh, well, you know, maybe there is. Um, I think, um, and, and I think also that it's, it's probably interesting too that our technology has advanced so quickly that it, it kind of does seem like magic to us. You know, I don't know how my cell phone works. You know, I, I, I know that, I know that it, it, it apparently has all the computing power that NASA had when they sent the astronauts to the moon, like, like, like in this in this little this little rectangle. But I don't know how they do that. I don't know, you know. So I suppose I can understand how it it, it seems alien in that regard, you know. But also, seems... you, you
0: also have access to all human knowledge. Yeah, in, in yeah, your, yeah. In your fingertips, like, how's that? How's that possible?
1: You yeah, explain how does, it, how does but... that work? And and I, I so I can understand why why certain things just seem. Um, yeah, like they just, they, they can't be human, you know, that the, there must be some other explanation or at least partial explanation for them. I mean, my own, my own view of all the advances in the sort of mid century is is the war, It is basically the war and and also, um, and then the Cold War, I, I think that, that one just picked up right from the, the other. Um, the space know, race and all that stuff. Yeah, and the space race, I, I just think that all of that was hyper accelerated and I, I suspect. Um, I suspect there are lots of things we don't know about, you know, lots of crazy things, experiments that were tried and and so on. Um, I think in Hitler's case and the, the Nazis case, you know, they were they were fighting uh, ultimately with with fighting the U.S. and the U.S.S.R., they were just, they were, they were, the, the numbers were not their, their friend, the numbers were not going to work for them. So they were pushing the scientific end of things to see what they could come up with to level the playing field. And, and I can imagine, you know, we know that they were working on a nuclear an atomic bomb. We know they, they had primitive uh, jet fighters and so on. So well, they could, had the first jets, like, yeah, I, you know, I like deployed
0: against the U S yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I could certainly imagine. Um, you know, the groundwork being laid there. Um, there's nothing like the threat of a bullet to the brain to make you work, you know, very quickly. And I could imagine them, same thing with, the, the, with us and with the, with the Soviets too, you know, the, the um, when Sputnik went up, you have to imagine that, you know, everybody freaked out, but, but also that they were pushed to, to, you know, to develop, what can you come up with next? What, try crazy stuff. What do we, um, what do we think we could do?
0: Yeah. There's, there is plenty of room for speculation on this, particularly if you're a, you know, science fiction, horror, fantasy. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I think there's plenty of interesting stuff.
1: Uh, There's one uh,
0: before, right before we end, I I, I want to, uh, there's a story in uh, children of the Fang that uh, I, I can't remember the name of it, but it's, it's, it reminded me a little bit of kind of the Robert E. Howard, uh, like shape-shifting serpent people. Mm-hmm. But it also is the riff of this deep time. What if there was a civilization? Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. It's that, that's the titles the title story, Children of the Family. Yeah, Children yeah, of the yeah, yeah, I yeah, like yeah,
0: yeah. that story is mind blowing. I love Thank that story. You.
1: Thank you. Yeah, Alan Datlow, um, was doing this anthology of Lovecrafty and monster stories. and uh, I didn't have a reprint for her, but I was like, I'll write you an original story. And there were these uh, Lovecraft mentions these lizard people in this uh, this abandoned city and the the empty quarter, I think it is. And, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and that really that really stuck with me also because Howard had used them in some of his Conan stories. So I was just like, okay, let's let's go with that and see what uh, you know see where it takes us. Somebody pointed out to me that it's ultimately it's a family story and I was like, "Oh yeah, you're right about yeah, that." Yeah, so, it is. But you know. I still like the lizard people angle. Oh yeah, yeah, you know? no, but, but even it, the lizard people are a, a family too. Yeah, they're in their own weird way.
0: All right, my friend, always a pleasure. And yes, uh, the pleasure is all uh, mine. I, I appreciate you taking uh, many hours off of your day off to to talk talk with me. Uh, I am please, happy to do so. You can find John Langan's work and uh, Children of the Fang, uh, also Weird World War III, Weird World War IV. And uh, always, always a great pleasure having you on. Thanks very much. You, I friend. really
1: appreciate it. Take care.